0: Hello and welcome just as I interrupt myself with that um we had a little bit of technical issues there so please ignore that we are here and we are ready to party no I'm just kidding but anyway um (laughs) this is giving you something to talk about or just a live tv as I like to call it I'm your host Melissa Kretschler today we're going to be talking about finding yourself after domestic violence. Um, in that, we're going to be talking about finding your genius, um, finding yourself, recreating, finding financial freedom, all of that fun stuff. Today's sponsor is a Phoenix Identity. Want to find yourself again, join the Phoenix Identity and reconnect with who you are and want, who you want to be um, and set up a free clarity session uh, today. Link in the description. So go and check that out. I'm going to hand it over to my guest speaker to introduce themselves. Emma, would you like to say hello?
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. My name is Emma Farrick. I'm the founder of Elf Operations and my company is an operations consulting firm, but I got my start in the online space after, like Melissa said, becoming a single mom after domestic violence and just trying to piece back my life together um, after that. And that's where it's led me into today. I'll do a brief intro unless you want me to go deeper (laughs) right away. That is
0: good. We'll jump into the conversation. So you and I were talking, um, I'm just grabbing it here. You and I were talking in the pre-screening. And one of the things we really wanted to focus on during this episode was when you're in a domestic violence situation or relationship, um, the process becomes you lose yourself you lose yourself in that process. So whether that is because of the stress or the environment, or even your partner, right? That is a classic sign of domestic violence, whether that be physical, mental, emotional, is they cut you off from society, they cut you off from your friends and loved ones, and they cut you off from who you are at your core. So it is very easy and very common um, for men and women, so we're not either one, um right lose themselves throughout the domestic violence process so when you're coming out of that process or you're thinking about coming out of that process you don't know who you are you don't know what you want you know you got to get out you know you have the strength to do that but your self-confidence is shot there's so many things that you're going through where you don't know how to navigate you don't know who you are in that process But at the same time, which is where Emma comes in, you want your financial freedom. You want to create space to rebuild, to reconnect. I'm I'm the reconnection. (laughs) That's that's my job as an identity coach, right? Is reconnecting people to who they are. But through that process, again, it's it's hard and it's stressful. And you know, one of the main things that I think a lot of men and women who are in domestic violent relationships will not have that financial independence. Right. Right. So yeah, that's a big concern when getting out of, of a relationship or the, or a situation is how am I going to support myself? And when you're feeling like you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're capable are. You don't know your genius. Cause that's what we were talking about in the pre-screening. It, it's hard.
1: Yeah. It's so, so, so hard. And I think for me, what made it harder was I was at like, when this happened, I was at such a pivotal time in my life where you're still like developing your identity because I was, I was 21 at the time. So like just getting out of college, I didn't have a full-time job or like event. I was in like a weird spot where I did and then I didn't. Um, my grandpa had just passed away my dad just had a stroke. So like that was two strong male figures in my life at the time. So I was just going through all this turmoil. And I was like, I don't know who I am without being in school or having that. I was going through that identity crisis. And then on top of that, I became a new mom. And I was like, who am I? I had no idea. I was like, I just played whatever part was positioned in front of me next. And I just tried my best to do what I could. And it's it's hard when you don't get to do what you want. You're not like, I just kind of was like, okay, I'm in school. I'm a mom. I'm this. But once that all kind of came down around me, when I had the the breaking point of the domestic violence, it was time to say like, okay, what is it that I really want? And how do I get myself out of this? Um, but it is extremely hard when you've been morphed with someone, especially if you have kids, it's a whole different dynamic of a domestic violence situation. But like you said, they, they do try to like take over your identity. They try to control you emotionally. They try to control you financially. And that was a big thing for me because I was old for so long that I couldn't support myself. I would never be able to support myself. Like I needed him to, to survive. Um, and those are just like, some very common lies abusers will tell their victims where because they don't want you to see your actual full potential that you could be living um in your life.
0: <laughs> yeah, they want to keep you small, right? And dependent on them and only them. Um yeah. they flood you with love first and then it's like, "Oh, here, you know, here's a little bit of yeah." So, domestic violence situations suck, right? Abuse of any kind sucks. And, and I'm not going to finish that sentence, but it sucks. Um, so what, what we're trying to encourage with this episode is, number one, finding yourself. Because I think that's, you know, you've already found the strength within yourself, right? Um, every single one of my clients, and this this isn't a promo. This is literally the number one thing I look for in my own clients is that decision of I am done enough is enough I am doing what I need to do to change this right when you're getting out of a domestic violent relationship or situation that's what's playing in your head right so you've already found that strength you might (laughs) you might not embrace it with confidence um, but you've already found that strength of enough is enough. I can't live like this anymore. My kids can't live like this anymore. And so you're already in that state, right, of change, mm-hmm. of finding who you are. And so realizing who you are, and going through that process, what do I like? What do I enjoy? What am I good at? Right? And even throughout that process, you've always still been you. You might be morphing and changing, but at your core, you don't change at your core. That is who you are, right? So throughout that entire process of the domestic relationship, you're still Emma, you're still Melissa, you're still whatever your name is, you're still you, So there is genius in that, because there are things that you were good at during that time, there are things that maybe you were interested during that time, or inspiration that you found during that time, and you brushed it aside, you pushed it off, because of course, dependent on another person, um, your entire lifestyle and and capabilities are tied up into this person, right? So you you ignore that. But there is a way to kind of look back and go, what a, what am I interested in? What what do I enjoy? Um, what am I good at? Right? If you crocheted during that whole time, and you mm-hmm. can think, okay, well, how can I bring myself some extra money? Do some crocheting, crochet blankets, crochet you know hats and baby clothes and pet clothes. My daughter wants to do that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Find your genius and utilize it, right? And I think that's that's one of those big things about creating your
1: financial freedom. It, it is, I think just going off of so many good points of what you said is that it, sometimes you don't realize that you're ready for the change and it's going to be a long change. Like it's definitely, you have to take that and commit. There were days that it were so, it was so hard for me to put myself back together, but one of the things i knew i was good at was i wanted to be a good mom i wanted to get better i didn't want to have that life for my daughter that she saw a mom who wasn't loved a mom who was disrespected and put down because that would would reflect her in her that was going to be something she grew up and had that image of herself in her so, for me, that motivated me to one leave, but two, for the longest time when I was in that relationship, I did. I knew in my gut I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew because he would always tell me, like, you can't, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, blah, blah, blah. So, that actually became like a motivator for me to heal was to go out and start this business. And because they use the abusers use the finances. Like I know so many people who go through the system and they'll use ch- the child support or they'll use money as a way to kind of hold that, that control over you. And I did not want that to be my situation. And at the time, cause I was so young, I, I had so much college debt that I didn't know what I was going to do. And I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. So I r- originally thought I was going to do blogging, but I'm like, I'm a terrible, I'm not a terrible writer, but I don't like writing. So blogging's not the answer. Um, and that's when I found the online space. And that was such a game changer for me as a mom. And I think so many women can attest to that is being able to connect with other moms online to connect with other people online. Um, because in my area too, I found so many ways of healing that I would never have found if I had just looked locally. There were so many women that my business allowed me to, to meet that and be in contact with that actually helped my healing process in different ways that weren't just talk therapy or traditional therapy that we, that I was able to find, which I think is so crucial and important and like a positive impact of social media and the internet. Um, and just being in the online space um, is so helpful to have have different avenues and have different support systems. Yeah, hmm. you gotta go. You gotta go. Hi, I'm hmm. doing something. Yeah. I love you.
0: <laughs> Mine have done that loss. Um, and hey. it is important to have that support system. And you know that's one of the reasons I created the Women Supporting Women Network is because I wanted women to find support, find you know um encouragement and inspiration from a, a group of women right because it's right. so important to find people who are going to help lift you up who are going to you know give you that smart smack upside the head and go you're better right like you're you're good at, right better than this right and give you that tough love and and that need and desire to want to be more to create more um and you're right. You pointed out and I, and I love that you pointed that out. I can get so passionate and so fired up and everything that I teach to me is really easy. And sometimes I forget that it's not as easy for everybody else, but right at the same time, when you can grasp the concepts that I've created, then it becomes easy, right? Like once you get to that point, then it's like free for all, right? Like you will you'll just right. create and create and create, but um but it isn't easy because you're trying to undo months, years of, of trauma, of, you know, being, we as women, um, we're not even as women, as individuals, we're not taught how to create our own identity. We're not taught, you know, mm-hmm. e- even my own house. Like I talk to my kids and I'm like, you're just like me or you're just like your dad or whatever. Right. And then I yeah. Look- I look at my daughters and I'm like, who are you, right? Like you can be angry with me, you can be sad, you can be mad, you can be happy. What do you feel, right? And I've, I've learned over the years to encourage them to be themselves, to encourage them to do things their way. And I do that with my clients too. Who are you? What matters to you? But we're not teaching people, who are you? Find who you are. Don't follow the, the trodden path just because it's easier
1: if it's not what you want, right? Right. It, yeah. And there's just so, so many societal expectations that we have to also figure out how to navigate. Because I feel like I just, in my generation, I was very much raised to be a people pleaser and to just go with what my parents wanted or whatever so like college was the next best, most logical choice. And then when I found out I was pregnant unexpectedly outside of marriage, I was like, well, I have to stay because that's the expectation that's better for my child. And no one talked about how it was better for her to grow up in a home that had two loving parents instead of parent, like, cause now I have a husband who's amazing and shows her and my now other daughter how to love like how you're supposed to be loved and how you're supposed to be respected and cherished in a relationship, that it's not better for them to see that disrespect and to see that um, and that it is okay to go against the grain because I just felt like there was so many societal expectations that I was just supposed to follow and supposed to just adhere to um, when that just did not makes sense. And once I got out of that abusive relationship, it like that, that really opened my eyes and allowed me to do my path of what I wanted, because it is hard to potentially upset people or people you care about. Um, And I think the biggest lesson in the past couple of years I've learned is if they really are upset with you, then they might not be your people. And that's kind of hard for us to accept, especially if it's family or close friend, but as in the personal development journey, Um, you got to do what's best for your mental health and your, your true identity.
0: I've had two situations that I want to share in friendships. Okay.
1: Um,
0: I grew up, I I have had an amazing best friend and we talk and then we don't talk and we don't talk for a couple of years and it's not because of a lack of love or or affection life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And this specific friend has had multiple abusive relationships, not just one, but but a couple. And during that time, I never liked them. I never liked the people that they were with. I, I let it be known that I don't like them. But I also let it be known it's your life. I'm not going to force you to make decisions when you're not ready. I will be here for you. If you want to stay, I'm here for you. If you want to go, I'm here for you. I love you regardless of what you choose, but know that I'm here for you. I don't like them. Yeah. I wish I could run them over with Madame Carr, but at the same time, it's your life and I'm here for you, right? And I supported them. Yeah. Even if I didn't agree with their situation or with their decisions, I supported this person because my right. love for them I didn't it wasn't my life right right my life and I and I wasn't going to judge them or ridicule or shame them for a situation that they probably
1: didn't want to be in anyway yes right uh yeah. but then I, I just don't know how to get out of it that's the hardest part is figuring and- out how do I detach
0: and the shame and the blame and the guilt. And, you know, there's a lot of guilt associated with that. How did I let it get this far? Why am I like, why did I stay for so long? Um, mm-hmm. is to me. There's there a lot of this, right? Why didn't I stop it at the beginning? There's a lot of self doubt, a lot of questions and it's, it's understandable. And if people are going to judge you, and that goes to my next story. I, I did something um, last year. And I did something and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I made a couple of choices for my life and my family that that worked for us and and benefited us. Well, not some of it benefits, some of it was sad, but we made some decisions. And during this, you know, I had been talking to um, a couple of friends of mine and Futuristically, if a, a couple weeks down the road um, or even like a week or two later, I had one of my friends um, ask me to validate for them why I made my decision, because they didn't agree with it. And brought up Ooh. all the trauma, all the stress that I was going through, brought it up again. And then turned around and told our mutual friends. Um they had been talking about it all together, um, not really knowing the situation or or my reasoning behind it. They were all discussing it amongst themselves, and then lo and behold, I was the bad guy um, because I got angry because I wouldn't ex I wouldn't explain myself to somebody else. Um, right. Nobody should be in that situation. Right. So no matter what your situation is, who you're with or who you're not with or where you're at or what you've let happen or the decisions that you've made, one of the biggest things that I tell my own family is you can't change it now. Right. You can't change the decisions you've made. You can't change the situations you've been in. You can't change mm-hmm. your past and how it played out. What you can mm-hmm. change is your future. What you can change is your present. Mm-hmm. And what you can change is how your past impacts your now.
1: Right. That's that's so true because the guilt people people just carry that guilt and that shame that's around like why didn't I know as I went through that myself as well, you know, I came from a good family. I came from, you know, I didn't think this would ever happen to me, but eventually what you, what I've learned is just re reframing those narratives in my own mind has been so huge. And that carrying that guilt and carrying that shame and carrying that whatever that I still sometimes still comes up in different ways as I see it impacting my family. Now, I I feel this guilt of, Oh, my, my husband has to deal with it. Well, no, he chose to be a part of our lives regardless of knowing that as a fact I shouldn't feel guilt for that. It just, it takes up too much mental and emotional space that is not productive and I knew when I got out too, that I didn't want to be a single mom, a negative single mom statistic. I wanted to be a statistic that was impactful. Like So now that's why I've made it such a mission to help other women get out and help them. I didn't know or learn about different ways to take back control of their life, whether that be through their finances or their mental health Um, and get through that difficult period so that they're not carrying that grief or that shame because they don't have the resources because a lot of the times that's what we see is they don't have the resources available to help them heal because not only are they taking care of them trying to take care of themselves or taking care of their kids so they don't maybe don't have the time or capacity um to do the healing that they need to do
0: yeah absolutely and everybody's entitled to that You know, if we talk about having an entitled society, how about we make it? We're entitled to happiness. We're entitled to freedom. We're entitled to self expression and, you know, being who we want to be and being where we want to be. And none of that entitlement means that we have to put that on anybody else. Right. Right. Entitled to my my opinion I'm entitled to have blonde hair I'm entitled to you know whatever it is that I want to do I'm entitled to that but not at the pain of somebody else not Mm. at the punishment or the judgment of somebody else when Mm -hmm. you find yourself after being in a domestic violent relationship remember that you're you you know your ex or your partner's decisions that's on them That's on. You can choose to no longer be a victim. You can choose to find yourself. You can choose how you want to take what's happened to you and use it moving forward. Are you going to take back your power and say, you don't own me? You don't control me. This is my power, right? Right. When you're still living as a victim, when you're living in that blame, shame, guilt, you're giving them your power still, right? Yeah, that's nobody wants that. So start getting angry, get angry right? People, oh, no negativity, no negativity. Why not get angry? Get angry and say, you don't control me anymore. And use that anger to push yourself forward and say, I'm going to change. I'm going to be the best mom that I can be. Give yourself grace, give yourself love, give yourself forgiveness and understanding that shit happens no matter who you are, pardon my language, because I know your daughter isn't, there. uh, it doesn't, I've had
1: fun We're good.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks from the day you're born right. To the day you die. You're your only constant. The only person you have to be accountable
1: to is yourself. Yep. That's it. It's so true. And I think, They're going to try. They're going to try like hell to keep that control. They're going to try. I still am dealing with it. Even today, I got a message of like nastiness and, you know, this, this, this. You don't have, like, that was the hardest thing for me to learn because I always felt like I had to tell people, like, like, I had to prove them wrong, had to do this, had to do that. And now I'm just like, I don't have to respond to you. I don't owe you a response. I don't owe you an explanation. You don't, that sometimes is the most powerful thing is not responding to them because they want to get you nitpicking. They want to get you fighting. They want to bring you back down to their level because when you're all fired up and on adrenaline and on emotion, you're not thinking clearly. You're not, you have then, like you said, given them back that power, which is what they want. They want that control. They don't want you to be level headed or emotionally sound because that's how they'll gaslight you up and then pit it against you they're like oh you're the one acting crazy or you're the one doing this because they get you all um worked up so you have to know yourself better than they think they know you
0: Mm -hmm. no absolutely um it, it is it is a huge process and again, you know, you, you made the point and, and I do get caught up in, in my passion and my excitement and and how easy it is for me to tell you all that this change yeah. is possible. It isn't hard. Uh, sorry, it isn't easy. Right. It is not an easy process. Is it worth it? Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. It is worth it. But it is not easy. There are many people out there that are going to help you, that are going to support you, that will, ha- they don't have to be family. They don't have to be friends. They don't have to be professionals. You know, it could be some Joe right. down the street who gives you a hug and says everything's going to be okay.
1: Right. You just, I think it's the first step is just getting aware because I still am dealing with stuff three years later. I know, but I know now there are things that like, sometimes I don't always know that it's going to be a trigger, but I'm aware enough to, in my own body to say, okay, this is triggering to me. So I can look to my now partner and say, Hey, this is really triggering me. What X did. It's not you because sometimes I think that's something or like, he'll notice it and say hey you're taking this out on our daughter like because she's the next and so he's like i think you need to take a break for a few minutes and go you know ground yourself or whatever it's just like being aware of how to handle those situations because you are going to get emotionally triggered and you don't always know what's going to be so the more you learn the better you aware you'll be it's not going to be easy cuz i still deal with stuff and even at new levels i feel like we're always gonna hit those uncomfortable and growing points but having the tools in your toolbox to deal with them or like you said the people to help you deal with them because sometimes I just need to talk it out with someone else to be like you know am I am I the crazy one in this situation is it me um and normally it's not (laughs) so you just need that sounding board sometimes
0: yep sometimes absolutely um is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going
1: No, I think we covered so much. And I mean, if you're going through something, I guess the one thing would be if you're going through something, don't be afraid to reach out um, and don't carry that guilt because it's not you. You deserve to have that happy life, kind of like what we said.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And to reiterate what we talked about in this episode, our purpose is to one, If you're leaving a domestic violent relationship or you've been in one or no matter what stage you're at, you just like Emma just said, you, you have the right to be happy, right? How you have the right to, to live your life on your terms, being happy, being free. Um, Remember that part of those steps are finding yourself. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be a huge one is finding out who you are now. Who are you today? Who is, you know, who's Emma? Who's Melissa? Who are you? Because at your core, you're still always going to be you. So refine, connect to that. And then ask yourself, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? Right. Remove, you know, learn how to control your emotions because we, we do lose that control of our emotions, right? We get triggered and we, we learn to kind of shut everything off. So that we're monotone so that we don't push the bear so that we don't push those buttons, or cause any more issues or give that reaction that you know, um, abusers are looking for so knowing how to do those things knowing how to control your emotions in a positive, healthy way. um, Finding what you're good at so that you can create some maybe financial freedom for yourself if you're interested in being your own boss or, you know, starting your own business. Um yeah. there, there are so many different things to this. And if you want to learn more, reach out to myself or Emma. Um our links are in the description of this episode. I know that we both work with people who have suffered trauma, who are, you know, have gone through domestic violence or creating a business. Um yeah. so we are here and available to help. So check us out. Um Check out a Phoenix identity, of course, if you want to reconnect with who you are. Because a Phoenix identity, that's what it's all about, right? When a Phoenix doesn't like its life, what does it do? It burns itself to the ground. And you know, you get a a new baby Phoenix. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's beautiful. (laughs) Um, all right. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining me today. I really appreciated your time.
1: Thank you, Melissa, so much. I'm so glad you had me on the show and I could share this with your audience.
0: Absolutely. And again, don't forget everybody to go and check out Emma. Links in the description of this episode. You can find her at ELF Operations. So go and check that out. Um, I'm Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host. I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening. If you're interested in being a guest speaker, blogger, sponsor, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, please go and check us out. Reach out at justalivetv.com. And yeah, lots of love and be safe because safe and happy. That's all we, that's all we can wish you. Yes. All right.
1: Agreed. Bye.
0: Bye.